Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world. It is another episode of the Feminine Files. Well, that, Katie, what you drinking? I have a, oh, I just took a gulp as I was saying that, but I have a little um, Pinot Noir tonight. Yes. Aren't you fancy? How are you feeling? I'm okay. I did a little virtual happy hour with the, with one of our vendor companies that I support, uh, that supports us rather. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot going on. We're going to talk about this stuff, especially when it comes to careers today. So I'm excited about that. Excellent. Shug, how are you feeling? I got a headache. I'm over these braces. Oh, the braces making you have a headache? So I have to wear rubber bands with mine. Like every time I get them retightened, I'll have a different configuration. So right now, what they're trying to do is pull my lower jaw out a little further because it's like I have a narrow bite. So all of that puts tension on your skull and it results like I get headaches like right here. So so you on the sick and shut in list. My daughter on the sick and shut in list. She had a dental procedure. Y'all, y'all oh. all complain about Mexico, but yeah, you know, she had a dental procedure on Thursday and, you know, they didn't give us any kind of prescription. I'm thinking she's going to be okay. They put her to sleep. I'm thinking she's going to be okay. She's in excruciating pain, but in Atlanta for the weekend with her dad. So oh. y'all I'm on the phone trying to figure out what to do with her from Mexico. Why couldn't her Wait, daddy so- figure that out? That That's part, and what, does the, she have, like, her, does she have her um, wisdom teeth or something to pull? No, so she's had a tooth, it's really interesting, I'm like, she got this from her daddy, you know, anything bad is from her daddy's house. <laughs> so, <laughs> me grow. I don't have these, I ain't had these issues with my teeth, so I, it's from her daddy's side. So anyway, so yeah, so she has a tooth that didn't never, like, it didn't ever come all the way in. So what they've been trying to do, like, they did a procedure, like, a year and a half ago, where they like cut the gum to try to see if that'll help the tooth come up on its own. That didn't work. And so then what they just did on this um, past week was they went in and another, I got another specialist to go in and they wiggled the tooth. Cause he said, if he could wiggle it, he won't remove it because if you remove it, then you got to get a spacer and then all these other things and the teeth going to shift and she already has to get braces later, but you know, whatever. So it's going to be more to it. So I was like, well, let's see if we can, if it'll move. Cause they, they think that if it can move, then it will come up eventually. So he was able to actually wiggle it. So we think it's okay. So he didn't have to remove the tooth. Now we're going to see if it comes up. So we're getting it until the summer to see if it comes up. So she was on the sick and shut in list. So I've been giving her Tylenol and ibuprofen. God bless her. I'm sorry. um, The healer drove. Let me give a shout out to the healer real quick. I called the healer because something is going on with Georgia. They wouldn't let her get Tylenol number three prescription saying that she is under 12 and they prescribed it for 12 and above. 
The dentist was like, I've been working for 23 years and I prescribed this for under 12 years old, which I believe him, but it may be a Georgia thing. He was saying that the pharmacist said the CVS would not allow him to fill it. He, the, the dentist even called him. Would wow. not I'm trying to get the heel to write the script. See that, you know, I'm thinking because it's a PA doctor, maybe they iffy about it. You know, opioids, it's a whole thing. So maybe they don't want to write and get an, a PA doctor to be writing for somebody in Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. Even though our address says Pennsylvania. So, you know, where they're just visiting, you know, so Hila said, I'll go over there and just look at her and see if she has an infection because I'll write it for antibiotic and that'll stop the pain, which I do know that's the case. The dentist was saying he didn't think it was infection just from what I was describing. So anyways, the healer drove 40 minutes to get to Lil' K. Oh. And brought her a little, you know, soft foods like soup and applesauce. I was so touched because I'm all the way in Mexico. I'm nowhere near her. They calling me as if her dad is not the same degree as me. We have the same degree, y'all. Y'all do. Facts. Y'all, y'all are both doctors. You're both pharmacists. He, he calling me. She texting me and calling me. What? Is, what? I'm calling <sighs> the dentist's office. Instead of him saying, give me the dentist's office. I'll make the calls and try to get something done. No, I'm texting the dentist back and forth. Like it From was Mexico. A, from Mexico. Okay. So you know shortly after what I did. And I'm not going to say it because we got a special guest today. <laughs> <laughs> I but mean, this, well, you you know, men are a little, and I hate, but they're just not useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're they're not nurturers. Yeah, they're not nurturers, and in some instances, they're not problem solvers. Oh, not a problem solver at all. It was so irritating. I was like, "Thank you, God, for moving him out of my life." Okay, then. I can't thank you, KB. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope Lil KB feels better soon. Thank you. But Mexico was Mexico. We'll have to talk about that on another episode because I need to be able to say what I need to say. Very <laughs> good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so your braces. All right. Headache. Got it. Anything else? <laughs> um, no, that's it. And then I'm just exhausted. So I'm supposed to work tonight, but I think I might take off to just go to sleep because I'm tired like mentally physically spiritually just tired I think that sounds like a good idea because you've been working like a Hebrew slave listen I'm, I'm listening to my body this year baby I stopped working and stopped doing stuff when I get ready to I'm just not doing it this year I'm not I am determined not to overwork myself this year good for you yeah same I'm tired of pushing through and I think it's finally catching up with me so you was working like a Hebrew slave though <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh. Thank you. Like every time you talk to Shug, Shug, what you doing? I'm going to work. I'm going to sleep so I can go to work. I'm getting off work. I'm yeah. getting ready to go to work. I got an air to run before I go to work. Well, well, you sound a little more peppy. L, how are you feeling? I know when you first got that on, part. Like, oh, that part. <laughs> Let's I talk mean, about it. I mean, I'll talk about this later in the episode, but I'm just tired. Like I was talking to a friend of mine earlier. Like it, so first of all, can I say as I was driving home today, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad today's Friday. Today's not Friday. I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh, did I, like about another day. No, I just thought no. you were talking about another day. 
<laughs> no, today's not Friday, number one. Number two, it also was, this was a short week because of the MLK holiday. And we also had a two hour delay because they thought it was going to snow, which I'm very thankful that it did not. Can but I say, I'm kind of disappointed because I was kind of looking forward to like I'm happy it didn't, but I was kind of looking forward to watching it fall. We got well, snow. There's more flurries though because it didn't it didn't stick to the ground. But it was supposed to start here at eleven. It started at like nine thirty. See, and I was I, I was pissed because the way that the weather people were talking, it was it started raining last night. And it was supposed to turn into snow around seven this o'clock. morning. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to snow from like seven to 11. And right. I'm like, even with this two hour delay, I'm like, y'all got us traveling to school while it's snowing. So, like, how, like, how it, are we it defeated the purpose. Yep. Yeah. So I was just like, Lord, please don't let it snow. And I was like, if it does snow, let me be at work by the time it starts snowing. Thankfully, the Lord heard my prayers because it did not snow. It just rained. Yeah, we had to oh, y'all didn't get anything. We got no, blurries. no snow. We, we got, got no snow. snow. It came yeah, we got blurries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was just rain. So I was very, very thankful for that. So the bad, so I will say I was shocked today. Yeah. Because I got an email, just like you all got the email that our national president Delta Sigma Theta passed away earlier today. I take a 42 your memory. Take a sip in Okay, gangsling. So, you know, condolences. <laughs> that probably wasn't to... an appropriate song, huh? No, it it it, it fits, it but it's okay, go ahead. But yeah. you know, condolences to Sora Hickman's family, her line sisters. Um, she actually crossed at my mom's home chapter, Alpha, uh, mm-hmm, at Alpha Z at South Carolina State University. So she was spring '82, I believe. Oh, so, yeah. So condolences to you know to her family, and you know, unfortunately, she had been sick for a while, like right a little while. Just got yeah. elected. Yeah, she this just summer. got elected in November. No, no, no. We had convention in November. That's when she got oh, elected. Oh, that's right. When we went to um Atlanta. to Paisley Park. Yeah, the weekend we went to Paisley Park is uh, when that's we right. had That's when she was elected. Because I, I remember, and I know um, the healer was talking about that, and it was, because it was like, so she was only acting president for like a month or so before I don't she... It, I don't, honestly don't even think it was a full month. Because wow. she got elected, yeah, like she got elected the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I think within her first month, she, she got, got sick. sick and had to, okay. you know, to step down from her duties. You know, wow. uh, there was someone else that made a comment that the healer or one of you guys said in our text group about they don't know if anybody's ever passed away while in that leadership role. So this was I don't crazy. think so. Yeah, I, I think this think- is our first time. Yeah. So yeah, definitely condolences to her family, her friends, and to all the Reds out there. They were sitting, I got that message so many times a day after that. You know, the world is so small. Can we just say that real quick? Mm-hmm. It really is. The way news travels, like you literally find Very out quickly. in five minutes. We have a Delta group within my company. That email went, ended up going out like someone copied and pasted it in there. 
and it went out to all the sores there. I sent it to the 22s from Beta Alpha. Like it's stuff just travels so quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just want to say that. Yeah, I think it's due to like technology, right? Sure. Like to emails and to cell phones and like these ways that we can communicate with each other now. And and sometimes I think about the way that technology has evolved mm-hmm. over the like since we've been out of high school, since we've been in college, we didn't yeah. have the same social media outlets that you know we had when we were leaving high school and college like the world has just evolved in like the last 20 plus years yeah i remember we had to pay for aol email accounts yeah so I I didn't have one. matter of fact i'm y'all remember the time when you had to have a college email account to be on facebook absolutely no i, I wasn't on there then i didn't get i actually didn't get on until it was time for my 10-year class reunion so that was what 2010 no, wow. I missed those. Yeah, I remember. But two thousand nine, I got on it right before. So yeah, I was late mm-hmm. to the Facebook thing. But yeah, I. What was that other remember. one? MySpace. We getting off topic, but wasn't it MySpace? I think it's another one. You had to have a college email address to be on Black Planet. Black Planet. Okay, mm-hmm. I wasn't on that either. I remember that. <laughs> you were on all of them, huh? Not all of them because I wasn't on MySpace. I was just on out, Black Planet. Out in these internet streets. Mm-hmm. I know, and you know what else went really quickly. The one about the email that, and I know everybody got it because I got it like a thousand times and I had to keep saying, thank you. I just applied for the four COVID tests. So everyone by now, everyone knows this. You can actually order your four COVID tests for your home address through uh, USPS.com. So just, or is it .gov? One, go to United States Postal Service. And I'm sure that link has gone out to everybody at this point. I, y'all, I got that thing. I don't know how many times that's a day from people. I mean, thank y'all, everybody. But I swear it was so funny because I was just like, oh, here it goes again. And right. it was just, again, like that quick, like show to the polls like that, dog. We got primaries coming out. Can everybody show to the polls? Thank like you, you. You already know. Because I you agree are, with everything you said. Right? But you already know polls, how that's like going to go. News out. Let's show up to the polls. I just that's my only ask. Anyway, sorry. So to to go back, you know, there are other sad news because we also found out earlier this week that Andre Leon Talley, who was a revolutionary in the fashion world and a famous editor, former editor in chief of Vogue magazine, also passed away. And he passed away. I didn't realize that he was in the hospital. He had COVID and died of a heart attack. Is that what it was? I mm-hmm. didn't know why. Oh my God, that is so sad. Yes. So condolences to his family. And Tamron Hall actually shared like the cutest photo and caption of him and her son, Desmond. I think his name is Desmond. And the caption basically talked about how they were at Abyssinia Baptist Church in Harlem. And how Andre really wanted to hold the baby during service. And Tamron just, yeah. And Tamron, you know, thought that was like the cutest thing. So she took a picture of the two of them. And this is when Desmond was like a baby. And it was just like really sweet to see that. She called him Uncle Andre. So condolences to, you know, again, to his family and his loved ones. Another huge loss, you know, for all of us. Well, question, well, because 2022, I'm over it. Like, did we mention um, that Betty White and Sydney Poitier, like, did we talk about them on the last show? 
I don't think we did. We did not. Yeah. So, uh, so those are, that's four already. Yeah. Like, yeah. Coming in hot. 2022 mm-hmm. was not we playing. Hot, but let's just remember, all these people hit three scores in 10. You're that's right. Crazy. But still. Yeah. What really sucks, though, about Betty White is that she almost made it to 100. She almost I mean, I made it. I know you wanted to live. We wanted her to get to 100. It would have been. wanted her to get to 100. Yeah. It would have been easier to digest if she would have actually oh, made yeah, it to 100. Oh, if she had just made it a couple birthday. more days. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because her birthday was January 17th. And yeah, it was about the thirty-first of December. Yep. She and then did you make it to the new it, year? It ain't about when y'all want something to happen. It's when the Lord call her home. Here she go. Fine. But wait, before you move on, did you <laughs> all see guy. the? I can't stand you, KB. Did you all see the doodle or like what Google did? Yes, the thank you for her being birthday? a friend. That, that was, was so sweet. sweet. I was I like, oh, I love she that. Did. So, unfortunately, should your city's uh, attorney general listen? Can we well, talk about that's a that's a bug behind case. They ain't finna make that case. That's, listen, that's, but no, but the, they're saying she took her own money. Yeah, but that that here's the thing. So it's like okay, technically she did do something wrong, but it's not like she used public funds for this mortgage application. So she ended up buying two properties in Florida with her husband. But the thing about it is, is that they've been gunning for this lady and her That's husband clearly what's from happening. day one. That's from day one. Happening. So no, it don't even make no sense though, uh, Shug, because her attorney was on Roland Martin unfiltered last night. He broke it down and said, they, they said that she lied on her, her loan application. Right. And so they were saying that, the bank knew she didn't know that she had another lien. Like the husband had something. She didn't know she had it. So that's why she responded on the application that way. The bank was like, no problem. We're going to, we still going to give you this 40,000. They were even, like you said, these people are just gunning for her. I hope they've she goes and this is over too. For defamation. They've been, they've been gunning for her, but here's the why? thing. So like, because she was the prosecutor on the Freddie Gray case. So ever since that happened, people oh have been coming for her. I mean, wow. but then also, too, when it comes to Baltimore and politics, and that's why, you know, whenever somebody's running or whatever, it's like you kind of have to be careful. Unfortunately, it's kind of a running joke that the past couple of mayors of the city have been corrupt. Like Catherine Pugh got charged because she had some books or something that wasn't delivered. And then, you know, people steal money and all kinds of foolishness. So anybody that is African-American and in a position of power in Baltimore needs to be very careful because we already know that the rules don't apply the same way for us. So, you know, they do a witch hunt. They dig through all of your, your files and everything. And unfortunately, she got caught on this and it's like you know you can't even defend her but at the same time I'm like come on people this is her personal life like I don't care that she lied on her loan application what that's got to do with me as long as she ain't taking my taxpayer dollars and doing something crazy with it then that's her business yeah this wasn't no PPE loan or nothing like that what are you talking about anyway I'm ready for her to get in that court and get them together so what I think people have an issue an issue with, and honestly, I don't care one way or the other, one way or the other. I'm just being devil's advocate. But one thing that they put in the article that I read was was that apparently one of the questions is 
is regarding your income. And she said that her income was suffering due to the COVID pandemic. Due to COVID. She actually got a raise though. But that's, that's not the point. Thing. That's what but, I'm saying. But another yeah. piece to that is what the lawyer was saying is like, yes, her her salary did not change. Maybe like you said, it increased. But she had other businesses that were affected by COVID. So you can't tell somebody that they're not affected by COVID just because they salary stand to say if they're getting money from other revenue sources, it could be affected. Oh, so she has other businesses. She has other businesses. Yes. Oh, okay. So you can't like that's like if I got my DJing and I got the podcast, but I got my regular income. Yeah, my regular job didn't change, but you don't know what happened with my other sources of income. Okay. They're gonna eat her at they're gonna eat their asses and I want them to do. Again, color of money, apples to oranges. I don't care as long as she isn't taking my Baltimore city taxpayer dollars and doing something crazy. I agree. There's nothing to see here, people, but that's it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, so of course the Kartrashians are closed (laughs) (laughs) because so, so there's an old clip and and honestly it can't be that old because true ain't that old, but there's an old clip of, Khloe Kardashian saying black cock and nigger lover in an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So basically, Khloe is talking to her sisters about criticism that she has received because she dates black men. And what she says is, and KB, I'm quoting, she says, hashtag fact, my baby is black, hashtag I only like black cock said Chloe in the video, seemingly as a response to her critics. That's what I would say. All I get called is a nigger lover all day long. Who the F cares? And the brief clip that people have shared on Twitter has sparked outrage that this went ignored, but it doesn't look like the Kardashian Jenners are having much thoughts. And also people are criticizing the family because no one like flinched or reacted when she said these words in the video and to her sisters. So of course it makes you wonder if they said, if she said it that ain't nothing the cameras were rolling, they, they say it all the time. Closed doors? They Absolutely. say it all the time. And that's why I be looking at these people like they're crazy or whatever, like these black men who are just like, oh my God, I love them so much because they're quote unquote exotic or whatever. And I'm like, they don't love you. They love what you can do for them, especially since that's what she said. I love black cock. Now I love black men. I love black cock. Facts. So there it is. That's that's what it is. Well, I just say, hey, maybe them black men will keep on showing them who they really are. But go ahead. Next story. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So with COVID, we know that jobs and people and things have been affected. So, of course, now we are starting to see the effects of teachers not being in the classroom. And there's a teacher shortage in a lot of areas due to COVID. So, KB, you're the only one of us that's a mother. Like, has your child or has your child, has little KB school experienced like the loss of teachers or anything? So, we experience not teachers necessarily, but aftercare, like, the help, the, the, the supporting staff, right? Mm-hmm. So they haven't had aftercare because they couldn't hire anybody and they didn't have anyone from the beginning of the school year. So they actually just came out with an email today. They finally found someone 
you know, two people to sign on. You know, I've been having to pick her up every day, uh, turning down a job. I mean, I was going to turn that shit down anyway. But I turned down a job, you know, with the thought of, well, how am I going to go get her? Like, I have to leave New Jersey every day at 2.30, you know, just to go pick her up. So we've seen the supporting staff suffer. And the only other thing is when the teachers get sick, you know, of course, you'll see that where you have to have these substitute teachers coming in. So I know Lil KB had like another teacher in for like, they had a substitute. They never said what happened, but she had a sub teacher. And I know that y'all don't normally take off during a school year like that. So I was kind of wondering what was going on. It was after a holiday too. So I kind of like was putting two and two together. Like, mm, did she get sick? So, you know, you're kind of seeing those kind of things, but definitely supporting staff. Gotcha. So I was also just reading in this article how some lawmakers are rewriting rules to keep children in school. So the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, announced an executive order that expedited the hiring process and actually gave schools more flexibility in hiring decisions, which included allowing substitute teacher contracts to be extended and removing barriers for teachers that recently retired to return to the classroom. And his executive order actually expires in March. So that's an, another thing to KB that you mentioned as far as like if teachers end up sick, um, you know, there have to be substitute teachers to cover their classes. But what happens when there's a shortage of substitutes? And, you know, I can share even from my perspective, and I think I've shared this before on the podcast, like we had three teachers quit at the beginning of the school year. And it was very difficult. Yes, Shug, three. So two retired and another one didn't return. And they and, and instead of telling us at the end of last year where we could properly plan and recruit and try to find teachers over the summer, they, they just didn't, didn't let come us back. Know. Well, well, the the one teacher that retired told the principal the week before teachers were supposed to come back. And then another world language teacher who left, who quit, told oh. the principal two weeks before school started. And then Ooh. the second teacher that retired actually emailed us the day before school was supposed to start. Now, she had been in school all the week before during pre-service week. She emailed administration the week, I mean, the day before school was supposed to start and said she and had a doctor's note saying she was sick. And oh, I remember her return, right and wasn't going yeah. to return until that Thursday that very next day on Monday she sent us a note or sent us an email saying she was retiring ah. yeah she got back I was like I ain't doing this mess no more so um, but you know it just it left us in a trick bag um oh but also I wanted to share one more thing about schools so in Kansas state officials have actually opened up to having teens with no college experience take charge mm -hmm. of students. So the yep. State Board of Education actually announced that it lowered the requirements for obtaining an emergency substitute teaching license as a last resort. See, that's what I'm concerned about. How is that going to play into the education of the kids? So, right. So this is what they have to have. So in Kansas, under the new declaration, Substitute applicants won't be required to have completed at least 60 semester credit hours from a regionally accredited university or college, but they will have to have a high school diploma, be at least 18 years old, pass a background check, 
have a verified commitment from a district for employment and submit a completed application to the state education department. And people keep running to the United States talking about we got, please, we finna have anybody in the dang on classroom. I'm not even, you know what? Let me hear but get my child up out of the system. Go ahead. I mean, well, so, I think that's funny that you mentioned that because I really feel like we're on the verge of a collapse. Oh, we are. Yeah. This I is mean, not even hell. Yeah. What what country people need to run to next? You know what I'm saying? Because what you think is happening is clearly not happening. Like in the I've classroom. always no in the classrooms, in the economy. I just we we talked yeah. about in the last episode. America as a very strong economy. We've seen that they are not a strong economy at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a big lie. Let's call this, this is the big lie. America is the big lie. The land of the free. It is the big lie. Don't get me started. Go to the next one. <laughs> so speaking of the big, actually the big lie has nothing to do with The it. next two is the big lie. This is what I'm talking about. Go ahead. So there is an officer, sorry, KB, he's in Florida, who was seen on video from a body cam choking or grabbing his female colleague by the throat while he was trying to arrest a black man so the the sus well i don't even want to call him a suspect but the man was handcuffed in the backseat of the squad car and apparently the captain or that he's a sergeant surprisingly enough his last name is paul lease what I gotta see how that's written. Right. What P-U-L-L-E-A-S-E. That's his last name. Police. That's his last name. So Sergeant Police was actually assigned. Well, he's now assigned to desk duty, but he was hovering over a handcuffed black suspect while holding pepper spray. And then the 28-year-old female officer actually approached uh, Sergeant Police and pulled him away by tugging on the back of his belt. Police responds to her by turning around, grabbing her by the throat and pushing her up against another police car. So, all right, not that this matters, but was this female officer, was she was she black or white? From the still in the video, it looks like she's white. Oh yeah, he gonna get fired. Oh, I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, he going he going down for that he, one. He, yeah, he going to get fired. Got, I was like, if it was a black bus, woman, if it was a black woman, he'd get a slap on the wrist. But the fact that, you know, she's white, and, and that's surprising because, you know, very protective of, of white woman fragility and all that type. Of, yeah, he he's out of here, which he should be anyway, even if, if she was black, Hispanic, whatever. Like, you, you don't put your hands on a woman, period. But the right. fact that she's white, he going down. Yeah. Well, let me say this. Like in the video, everyone else's faces are blurred except for his. So just based on what I can see, she's either white or Hispanic, but she's definitely not a black woman. Okay. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Now, she Hispanic, he might have a chance, but go ahead. Well, he's currently <laughs> on death duty, they say, while the incident is being investigated. Death duty. Yes, he's on desk duty. He's still he a white man, Jules. Jules, he's still a be, white man. He's he still a white be, man. He needs to be suspended without pay pending investigation. Well, <laughs> you should be you should be the police chief, Shug. Uh, fine, I'll do it. I can okay. do that. That's not a problem. 
Okay, very good. Ain't no problem. There ain't no problem. Like Who's that? Ain't, ain't no, no problem. problem. Shannon Sharp, my boo. Oh, my boo Shannon. Really? I don't know what it's about. <laughs> <Shannon>. <laughs> but I like Shannon Sharp, just like I like Michael Strahan. You learn, oh, I, so I get him. Michael Strahan, so Michael Strahan, yeah. fine. And his two twin daughters, they look just like him, bro. His two twin daughters is a set of four. I'm sorry, it's a set of twins. The youngest, oh. his youngest children, they look just like him, except they were like he don't have no black bright, red hair. Well, he used to be engaged to you know Eddie Murphy, Nicole that, Murphy, right? to Nicole mm-hmm. Murphy. But apparently, the reason why they broke up is because she was cheating on him with a tennis instructor. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, y'all didn't know that. But, but who them kids by a white woman, right? I don't know, girl. Probably. That's uh, yeah. Let's <sighs> go on to the next topic. <laughs> oh, this is another reason why I'm saying that the black, you know, this is a lie. So the voting right bill. I want to just mention this. We don't have to go into it, but you know, the Senate, of course, blocked the uh, John Lewis voting rights bill. You know, it was what a 49, 48 to 51. It was it was 52 to 48. Thank you. 52 to 48. You're welcome. And you have the two imposters who of course voted with the Republicans. I'm so I'm so I, I want new blood across the board. I really do. We had three senators that came to a senator form that my church hosted earlier this week that was really good. We have one seat up for Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania residents, if you're listening, please take note of what's happening. And I thought it was a really good forum. I mean, I liked all three, actually. One was a brother by the last name was Kenyatta. Uh, But I liked all three of them. I was like, man, let's take out some of these old heads that's been there. And I mean, some of them are black, but ain't nothing happening. Like, I don't know. Like, Joe Manchin and that Chrissy, whatever her name is, they got to go. Why are all the, why do people vote this according to party lines? Like, don't nobody agree with this b- voting bill? Nobody, nobody wants the polls open later. Nobody wants additional, you know, places for them to be in a drop. Nobody wants this as a holiday. What is that going to hurt you? Exactly. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm so tired of the, just the games. We got to get some new blood. We need people showing up for these primaries. Like it is life or death because these people, these Republicans ain't playing. Well, they've so, always been better organized. I will, I will give them that. Yeah, and we always want to. Democrats always want to play according to. We want to. We want to play nice in the in the in the sand. Them Republicans ain't never. Playing. They don't care. Nope, they don't care. Never. They exactly. just get pushed over anyway. You know, this is, you know, also bringing up, like, we talk about games. I was just talking about corporate life. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but, like, last year, 2021, was what they're calling the year of the quits or the great resignation. Like, just thinking about how many people resigned. I know October was also a really high month. Um, One article quoted it at 4.2 million workers quit their jobs. It was a, a yet another record, near record that was set. And for seven months of 2021, workers have been quitting at near record rates. So, you know, I was, hell, I was on a break last year of just walking away myself. I'm going to be real honest. But it gets so hard, I think, sometimes. And just 
working and being in these environments, what do you guys think about people exiting? I mean, they're exiting for different reasons. We know that. But any thoughts around, you know, even you guys and how you all been feeling and what you've been seeing around you? It's kind of like what I was saying earlier. I think we're on the brink of a collapse. So I think when it comes to the United States and the way that we do things, like, you know, we have to thank Henry Ford for this model of the, you know, you work five days a week, 40 hours a week. That's no longer you know, that doesn't work for most people anymore. And, you know, with COVID now, it it just changed everything and people being able to work from home or work anywhere from in the world, period. It's just that now these companies, it's like, okay, you got to get with it. Like, it's no longer you do what I say. It's not a slave master type of situation. It's kind of like, you need to tell me why it's beneficial for me to work for you. Because, I mean, you do spend majority of your life working, unfortunately. And, you know, people just, it's not working anymore. There are more important things. Like, your health is a priority now. People are dying. It's very real. Wanting to spend time with your children. Work-life balance. Like, all of these things are starting to come into play. And companies just, you know, the fact that you give us insurance or whatever like that's that's not enough anymore um I wish I was able to say this article because I did see this earlier on Facebook where it was saying that you know a number of black professionals are leaving corporate America in record numbers and starting like consulting jobs which I think is brilliant I mean just because the model it, it doesn't work anymore so I think the United States is in for a very rude awakening across the board and we just need to go back to the drawing board and figure out where do we go from here yeah and that's what that article did talk about the one I found talked about wages flexibility yeah especially working from home like we know now we can work from home. Who really yep. tried to go back in the office? I mean, no, no, ma'am. You know, and, and, and the schools are not settled. So it's hard for parents to even get back to a regular job when they have to go in. Like, look at my example. Aftercare is shut off. I can't even, I have to leave work at a certain time if I go back in the office. Like all of those things. And you right. want me to take it. I think even this example I was telling you guys at the offer I just put down, you want me to come and start driving 50 minutes to an hour one way. To for a lateral move for the same level. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So companies ha- are really going to have to start thinking. It ain't making sense. Yeah, companies are really going to have to start thinking outside the box. And then, you know, we've been saying for years as far as minimum wage, like we are very behind the curve on that. Like minimum wage no longer cuts it as far as basic necessities of paying rent and buying gas and food and child care so it's just you know the way that we used to do things it doesn't work anymore and I'm feeling the pressure of it too because I'm like I have this job and I'm grateful that they put me in for a promotion but I really feel like I'm not growing anymore so I'm trying to figure out like most people are what is my next move what do I want my next move to be And then also, I will say with this environment, because so many people are leaving their jobs, it's a good opportunity for people to kind of move around and negotiate better deals for themselves. Because, again, there's a shortage of professionals across the board. Well, I have a kind of a similar take, but also a different take. So 
and I was actually having a conversation with my coworkers about this about this today. So first of all, I like I love my job. So let me say that I love what I do, even though it is not easy by a long shot because I'm doing so much more than, than teaching. Be doing right, yeah. Well, being yeah. an administrator, like we're running a health clinic because we're testing kids every week and having to, you know, identify close contacts if somebody tests positive and like enter right. this information to a reporting system. So, and it's like our you know, the powers that be are saying that, you know, COVID reporting is a priority, but we still want you to get these other things done too. So it's just, it sucks. Uh, That instance sucks on a lot of levels. But when I tell you these kids crack me up and for that, I'm thankful that we're back in the building because that's why I do what I do is for the children. But on on the flip side, I also want to do something that's going to allow me to have like passive income and where I can, and I don't even want to call it a side hustle because I don't want to do anything on the side, but I want something where I can get money outside of my nine to five. So I have done a lot of thinking and actually I have some friends who do like hotel investment. And I was like, you know what? I was like, let me kind of raise some capital. And one of the goals I have set for myself this year, I don't know if I shared that in the last episode, but like, I want to save a certain amount of money this year so that I can purchase investment property next year. Like that was a goal that I set for myself for 2022. And I I found it very too. I'm sorry. I want to get in that game too. Okay. I'll have something. I will, I'll include you, Katie. And include me too, because actually, now that you bring this up, somebody had posted something. I think it was in one of our Delta groups on Facebook. Anyway, somebody had mentioned something because there is a local like husband and wife team out of Baltimore. I think they're called Charm City Buyers. So they buy up a lot of abandoned properties here in Baltimore and they flip them. So they got featured in Essence Magazine. So she was putting that out there. And I'm actually trying to get in touch with them about a mentorship because that's something that I'm extremely interested in. Oh, nice. So my friends who ironically enough live in Baltimore, not Baltimore, they live in Maryland, but they, they're the ones, KB, that I told you about that have the house in Hampton, Virginia, the Alberta Beach House, but they also invest in hotels. And one thing she said to me when I was at her house last week, she's like, oh, we're looking for investors for this property or for this hotel. And to to get in on it, you have to have at least $25,000. I said, I don't have that in the bank yet. I said, you might want to holler at me like in a couple of months. But she was like, basically, if you can get a group of people together to get $25,000. It cuts down the cost. Right. She was like, you all can get together on that and then you can split the equity that comes from your investment. So, yeah. So we can well, talk about that. Oh, go ahead. Shia. No, I was about to say, well, should we bring the healer in on this? Like, we'll make it like a little a tribe effort. We absolutely can. Let's have, I'll, I'll drop it in the group chat. Yeah, that's good. Let's definitely find it because we're trying to figure out ways to get up out this corporate life. I know I that part. Thank you. I just want some play money to be perfectly honest with you. But if my play money can take the place of my everyday money, then I'm with it. 
And then I will have a, an excuse to quit and do what I love, which is like, I would love to travel, but that's not a good thing. Well, you're already traveling, so. But I want to travel more. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, yes. So for our Dope, Gifted, and Black segment, we actually have someone live with us today, and we are so excited. Right? We've never done this. We've never done this. (laughs) Yes. Like, normally for our Dope, Gifted, and Black segment, it's just someone that we find out about and we read about them, but we're just really excited to have you here with us today so you can tell us and our listeners more about yourself and your background and what you do. Yeah, I'll take it away. So, and I think too, just to um, serve this up a little more, we were just having this whole conversation around working for other people and working in corporate America. And we were talking about the great resignation of 2021 with so many people quitting their jobs. So it's just this opportunity that has ballooned that we find really, really interesting. And I told him I almost walked away myself. But anyway, I wanna welcome Dina Hale. She is the creator of Saving Our Lives Referral Agency, an entrepreneur, of course, and the owner of Collage Hair Studio here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And guys, it's great there. Like I've been going there, I don't know how many months now, but they see my face very often because I do no hair for my child. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) welcome so much. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, Dina. Welcome to the podcast. We are excited to have you and we have you live. So we get to ask you questions instead of reading off a paper about people. So welcome. How would you, you. (laughs) thank you. How would you describe yourself? Like, I love when I talked to you that day, like, tell us, how would you describe yourself for the people? So I am Dina Hale. I'm an entrepreneur, highly driven, resourceful, a communicator, and I connect African-American people to African-American businesses. And I think that's a great, right? I think that's the greatest part of this um, that I was so interested in. And Elle knows I love anything that's talking about other Black people. So all you got to do buy is- Black on this podcast. Super Black. And- mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one of the questions I have for you. You know, I think you're showing it by, you know, saving our lives. But let's do this. How did you tell us how did you decide to create Saving Our Lives uh, Referral Agency? Okay, so uh, every year I I am an entrepreneur. I I have a business and um, every year I I just pray. I'm a praying woman. So (laughs) I pray and I see God on uh what it is this should be my vision for that year and so i um i believe i know that he led me to saving our lives referral agency in prayer and um that's how it got started i i got the vision and created it and ran with it so what were some of the steps that you took to develop this service that you provided to the community okay so i have a nephew who is an engineer and um, he works for Nike in Portland, Oregon. So I called him and I said, look, I, I need to create a website. I need to create a website so that we, I can connect African-Americans to African-American businesses. And I need you to help me. <laughs> so he came right on board and um, he's been a blessing to me ever since. Um, so he is my web guy. That's awesome. So- That is, what do you think, you know, you as an entrepreneur and in creating these businesses for black, for the black community, 
do you feel like a sense of, you know, I need to do this and, and kind of what is that? Like, what is that, that duty that you may feel or get your inspiration from? I know you say about praying and we all pray on this um, podcast. So you, you, in, you in the same hands, but what's that duty that you may or you may feel towards helping your fellow black community? Well, I've always had a passion to help us. I've been referring businesses for years in my salon. See, I have a hair salon. So, you know, I'm in the perfect place to have 50 million people around me. So they're always asking me, you know, do I know this? Or, you know, I'll just throw some things out there like a counselor, doctor, lawyer, you name it. And I've been asked it. And I have always been able to refer businesses to them, African-American businesses. So it's a passion that I have to um, to unite us as a people. And, um, you know, I, I had, a, I think it's just in me. I just do. I think it's in me. Um, and, and I just love doing it. And 99% of the time, the people connect. You know what? That just brings me, Elle, do you remember the days when we was kids and we would go in that barber shop or that bar, that beauty shop, right? And you would be there all day. So you hear everything. I think that was so smart though, right? Because you're right. People get in there and they start talking. I think we do it through text message now. We were just, people be like, you got a black dentist or you got a black physician or OBGYN. We are always absolutely. asking that question amongst each other, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for everything. So I, I think it's great that you are developing this website and you develop this app. So that it's a one-stop shop for everyone. It's so convenient. It's so helpful. And I know it's serving as a resource to everyone in your community. And we, you just mentioned, of course, that you had a hair salon. So have you always, so I guess as an entrepreneur, how do you think of ways or how do you create ways to make your business in yourself relevant? Like, how do you reinvent yourself? If that's sort of like the right word that I'm looking for, how do you kind of keep going with making your ideas fresh, but also making sure that you are, you know, kind of taking care of yourself and your business and just growing as an entrepreneur and a business owner? Okay, so I have been in the industry, the beauty industry for over 30 years, actually 39 years. I've had my salon for 14 years. So, and then I worked everywhere else, you know. So, um, so to be honest, I, I just maintain at this point, you know, I maintain, I have clients that have been with me for over 20 something years. Um, and then I constantly get new business. You know what? I'm just going to say, it's just really the grace of God, to be honest, that people just come. They just come, you know, and I have not had to really uh, do a lot, you know, because I, I guess because I'm in, I've been in it so long, um, I don't find myself trying to recreate. I don't find myself trying to, I just main it, maintain it. And the people that work there are so great. You know, we all work together as a, as a team and it's a small salon. So, you know, I don't have a lot of issues going on with a lot of different stylists. So, but, um, but yeah, I, I just say it's the grace of God, to be honest. So that's I important. Can I just say right quick for our listeners who cannot see us and cannot see Dina. Dina looks 39. Can I just share that? Yes. Like yes. you, like ma'am. No, <laughs> I feel like you've been in business maybe like nine years, but no, black does not crack. Miss Dina looks Don't. good. I just want to share that with the listeners. Thank you. Thank look, you. look at God. Look at 
That's when you know you're living your life right. That's another point. I was like, when she was talking, I was like, "Mm -mm, that's living your life right. Because (laughs) when you don't have all that energy that's coming in, it's negative and all of that kind of stuff. Like, you know that you're listening and doing how he say move. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a very good point. And I think even with this Saving Our Lives referral agency, it sounds to me like you saw this need. Like if you've been sitting up here for 39 years in this industry, always making referrals, how can I put this to you so that people can get this information all the time? Oh, go to go to savingourlives.com. Uh, like just go there and you'll see who we have. And I was describing this to the ladies, to both Suge and Elle early. I was like, it's like the Black Angie's list. Like, <laughs> you know, and I, I think it was wonderful. So we've seen a lot of people creating jobs and creating, you know, new things during the pandemic. How was that kind of going through this? I know you said you reached out to your nephew and he just kind of got it done. Was there any kind of hesitation or any kind of things that kind of came up with registering the business because it was a pandemic? I mean, we're seeing a lot of businesses popping up during this time period. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I started in 2020. I got the idea in January 2020. Um, reached out to my nephew, nephew and, you know, he came right on board. Uh, after that, in March, we were shut down for four months. My salon was shut down for four months because of COVID. And I'm going to be real honest. I, I had a ball. I, I enjoyed being off. I didn't have to go to work. And I have two uh, young people. Uh, my daughter's she's 18. My son is uh, 14. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time with them and we had fun. So as having fun and then um, building at the same time, you know, it took literally about a year for us to build this website. It's not that it's a, a very complicated because I don't like complications. So it's very easy to navigate. But because he lives in Portland, Oregon, I live in Philadelphia. I had to work on his time frame as well. So, uh, so yeah, so it, it was, it was a good journey for me. I loved it. That's awesome. So one last question. I'm sorry, we actually have two more questions. So one question that I have for you is where do you see your businesses within the next five years and specifically saving our lives? Like what's your, your goal and your vision for this new venture? So my, my vision is that it would become like an, a, better than an Amazon for black businesses. That's my vision. Like, I mean, it's really going well now. People are signing up and becoming members. Uh, it's, it's, it's a membership. So uh, my uh, vision for the next five years is to at least have a thousand businesses on there or more, you know, for the next more than a thousand businesses, you know, on the site, because it is a need. It, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we got to come to a place where we understand that, look, we can do great business together. You know, we can, we don't have to walk around with everybody else stuff on when we have young entrepreneurs creating hoodies and sweatsuits and, you know, all kinds of nice things to wear. Like, you know, most of the time, and I'll just stick with that category in terms of clothing. Most of the time, you know, we're wearing the top designers and that's okay. But if you think about it, at the end of the day, a lot of those designers have, you know, said some things 
that wasn't too nice. So, you know, I, you know, so, hey, we have other avenues of doing business. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the forefront. I mean, from soup to nuts, like right now, I have a holistic doctor on, I have a a photographer, ex, expert photographer. I mean, we do selfies, but you still need the real stuff, you know, headshots and things like that. So, you know, um, I have a pudding guy, you know, he makes wonderful pudding. I love his pudding. Um, I have a, a essential oils coach and, you know, she, people don't even understand the benefits of essential oils for your health, you know? So, I mean, it's just a variety of different types of businesses. Um, you know, that that's out here and I'll be bringing them to the forefront on the website. So, yeah. I love that. And I think for us that are trying to get more of keeping the dollars, the black dollars in the black community, I think this is great because we are always looking, I know me, I'm always kind of looking like, okay, who's black that I can support? And yes, you have that hesitation. Well, how do you answer people who have that hesitation about dealing with black businesses? Because you know, there's always this stereotype, not necessarily in like beauty, but you see it more like in construction and things like that. We're having people come fix stuff. And, you know, you hear these crazy comments or crazy stories, which I'll tell you, it's in every group. It is not just in black. I, I think that's something we have to say because people keep thinking it's one group. No, it's bad business across the board. How do you combat that with Saving Our Lives Referral Agency? Is there some type of checkpoint that you do? Some type of, you know, people can leave reviews so that people can see how does Saving Our Lives uh, Referral Agency kind of work with that kind of uh, piece? Okay, so first of all, the businesses that are on there, I personally refer them because I know them. And the ones that I don't know, I have a a criteria Mm. for them so that I can know who they are. And, you know, there are ways to find out if they're good business people. So I do that with, and then also your in-home services, they have to be vetted. So they fill out a form, like those that go in your house, the carpenters, the plumbers, the like, like they're vetted first before they can even come on the site. So I have an investigative group that um, they literally will send their information to and they'll do a background check. So, you know, and then you can't come on this site if you're not professional, if you don't have a work ethic, if you're not, you know, because at the end of the day, my dream is not to repeat the sayings that people say. Like, I don't want people, oh, I went on that website and oh my God, they did terrible business with me. No, that's not what I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not going to be for everybody, but it will be for everybody if you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> so can you tell everyone before we get out of here, can you tell everyone how do people who want to advertise on your website, how do they sign up? And then for those, I mean, it's simple to tell them where to go if they want to find black businesses. I'll give you a moment to t- tell everyone that. Okay, great. So they can sign up at savingourlives.com. Real easy, savingourlives.com. And go to the entrepreneur sign up. You'll have a form there, fill it out and everything. And once you fill out everything that's required in, in there, um, I will get an email telling me that uh, you, you signed up. And then I'll be able to go from there and let you know if you're approved or not. That's wonderful. Is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners or anything we didn't ask before we let you go to back being the superwoman entrepreneur that you are? (laughs) 
Um, just thank you so much. Uh, you know, this is the first podcast platform I've been on. Um, I launched November the 1st of 2021. Oh, yes. yes, I launched then. Um, and I'm super excited to be here with you guys. I think which, you know, I just love it. So, um, but I would like to tell everyone that if you are a professional business and you can be a startup business or you could be someone that's already established, I'm not discriminating against the two, you know? So if you, if you have a business and you want it to grow, you want people to know where you are and, you know, uh, sign up, sign up, just go to the website and sign up and I'll take it from there. Did I have to be in Philadelphia? That was a question. I no. Oh, okay. I thought. Look, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was for the Philly. Fine, we'll yeah. share. Thank we'll you. Share. Thank you. Now, as, as long as you, as long as you have a product or a service that doesn't require someone to go into your your office, you know, uh, if you're say you live in Connecticut, well, I don't know what your brick and mortar would look like or what, how you do business there. So that part of it is within the tri-state because I can actually go there. But if you have a service where you do like way through Zoom, you know, you do counseling over the phone, however you do it, you can do that anywhere in the world. So if you have a product and you have the ability to ship it, you can ship from anywhere in the, to anywhere in the world. So those are the businesses that can definitely come on. I have one, I have a lady, uh, she's in Connecticut. And um, I have a lady, she's um, in Delaware and I, uh, she just signed on this week. So yeah, you can live anywhere. Well, we have a super listener in Connecticut. Shout out to her. Uh, You know who I'm talking about. So anyway, yeah, I didn't know this. Okay. So everyone can get it. Thank you. Let me start a business so I can get featured and fill out my application to be on Saving Our Lives. Well, you were going to be making the the bakery items. So, I mean. I know. I need to quit playing. But remember what I said? I want passive income. I got to work too much to do this bakery. Let me, oh I just want to invest. Yes. I need to invest my Listen, this is what's going to happen, Maggie. Let's not even. I know. This is what's going to happen. This is my plan. This is my plan. Once I start making the money from our investments, from our hotel and hospitality investments, then I can quit my nine to five and then bake once we start making money from the investments that's the plan i want all of it thank you yes yes so thanks that's again. a good plan thank <laughs> you thank you it is miss hale approved so thank you to miss dina hale for being our guest for the dope gifted and black segment thank you all for listening and joining us today this has been another episode of the fem noir files bye Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Femnoir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Femnoir Files. Bye!